Just a kid from the neighborhood. We're all kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side. I fall asleep, oh sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. And you watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid-July. Mixing blood and sweat and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Guzman's Gridiron presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia live from the Double Eagle Saloon and Deck Bar right here in Vineland, New Jersey, the home of Guzman's Gridiron this season and hopefully beyond as well. Kyle Bennett joined by Coach Guzman. Goose went on the road for the first time, not the outcome we were looking for, obviously a 38-15 loss to Kingsway. Lots to take away from this game. I think the biggest one was just the big dynamic plays that Kingsway were able to execute on and complete on fourth down and long third down plays. But overall from this game, I think improvements were made, obviously, in points surrendered from last season's game and points scored from last season as well. And, you know, you take away some of those big plays, you guys are right in it, and it's oddly enough, like a 17-15 game if you take away some of those fourth down completions that Kingsway got. But overall, what did you guys take away from this Kingsway matchup? Um, Kyle, I think you said it best. Um, You know, you look at the differential between last year and this year, um, it's it's night and day. You know, I'm very proud of the kids. I actually mentioned that right after the game. Um, You know, you have to, you have to, you know, sit your hat on something. And, and, you know, by far that point differential from last year to this year was uh, one that we definitely went and looked at. And, and I mentioned to the kids and, and they responded. You know, it's just, again, you know, we uh, with teams that we're facing in the meat of our schedule, the mistakes just can't – they can't happen. They just can't happen. So another case of Sarah Sarah with the mistakes. I think one of the big takeaways that we had up in the booth during the game was – you know, it's it's 21 nothing, going in close to halftime. A couple big penalties happen. You guys move down the field, and it's like, okay, instead of handing the ball off and running the clock out, we have an opportunity to go score here. You unleash Gavin Gallo's arm, allow him to kind of sling the rock a bit. He wasn't afraid to take his end zone shots, had a few there, and then out of nowhere, wide open in the back of the end zone, Israel Schwed right there to score his first touchdown of the year just – no coverage whatsoever on him. Talk to me about that sequence. How much did, you know, just the multiple penalties against Kingsway factor into mindset switching instead of let's just hand the ball off, go into halftime, regroup? We have a chance to score here and kind of, you know, put some momentum in our favor, especially since we're getting the ball back in the second half. Absolutely. Um, Again, Coach Hendricks dialing it up as he would. Um, You know, he saw the opportunity and took total advantage of it. And uh, who comes up on the winning end of that throw? No other than our our boy Israel Sweat. So, um, you know, very happy for him. Um, it's been it's been a while since he's you know reached that 
that that point of the end zone and um and made that catch. Um, and then you again there you go with Gallo. I mean plug and play. He's gonna go ahead. He's gonna be right here. He's not gonna get too high. Not gonna get too low. Um, and he delivered a strike. You know so um again kudos to the you know to the offense for executing on that certain play that we, and we really needed it. We really needed it at that point in the game. Mm-hmm. We really needed it. So um, again, you know it's it's looking as if. You know, we go into this bye week, um, really making some adjustments and really keen in on the the factors that haven't played into our favor, um, and and we're just repping a lot of our how could I put it a lot of our old offensive uh, plays that we've had already packed into the offensive playbook. Um, we're just going to be repping them. Um, to make sure that we solidify every uh, aspect of those games, of those plays. You know, we talked about it last week as well. Still some injuries that you guys are trying to get over. Talk yes. about the guys that stepped up, you know, once again this week, filling in in those positions, whether it was Josh Sivas. We saw Nas get mixed in a bit this week as well. Um, you know, Noah Cruz, once again, just phenomenal on the Absolutely. defensive side of things, was around the ball as much as possible. Absolutely. And then I think somebody who really got involved both ends this week was Mason Afanador. Absolutely. Uh, Mason has really taken, you know, his level play up tremendously. Um, we're very happy. And that's another guy uh, that's been playing multiple positions, whether it's defensive positions or offensive. So he gives you a lot of uh, ability on both sides of the ball. As far as everybody else stepping up, I mean, it, it's something that's expected. You know, it's something that we've ingrained in the kids from day one. You know, when t- – when it's your turn, it's your turn. You better know your alignment. You better know your assignment, and you better know your um, your direction of play. Alignment, assignment, and adjustments. It's it's very very much important in the game of football. And I think you know the adjustments that were made offensively this week really shined through. I think we saw a lot from Coach Hendricks play calling wise that we haven't seen yet this year in this game against Kingsway. What do you think he went into this game kind of just like ready to be a mastermind again and, and unlock some new things with this offense? And how do you guys feel across the board that it worked effectiveness-wise? Um, well, what I could tell you is this. Every time we sit down as a staff and we evaluate what's going on as far as our opponent, um, there's a lot of feedback going you know, in between guys and, and the coaching staff. Um, and ideas are thrown out there. You're looking at, you know, ROC and Dwayne Hendricks that takes all these ideas and kind of Frankensteins them, if you will, um, to meet whatever we need to do for that week. Um, I think he does a terrific job. I think that Coach Gilbert does a terrific job. Uh, Coach Wimbish, terrific job. All the offensive guys are doing what they need to do to formulate something for us that can be uh, impactful in a game. Um, so again, my hats off to my offensive guys and defense, my, my whole coaching staff, they're just, they really concentrate on the little things. Maybe that some people might take for granted. They hone in on those little things to try to perfect them. End of the game, Gavin threw a couple of interceptions, got banged up a little bit. We see Tank Powell get the ball in his hands at the quarterback position, putting your hands, you know, putting the ball in the hands of one of your better offensive weapons. Never a bad thing. Talk about that decision and what you guys saw from Tank kind of operating from quarterback and using his legs as well and gets his way into the end zone. 
Absolutely. Um, again, you know, you're talking about Tyrell Powell, a kid that, you know, he, again, has yet to <laughs> scratch the surface of play. Um, you know, he just picks up wherever we need him to pick up. He's just, again, mindset-wise, just like Gavin, um, plug and play. Uh, he was my JV quarterback when, when I was the JV head coach. So I had a lot of, of confidence in him. Um, I knew he was going to go out there again, even keel. Uh, you know, the moment isn't too big for, for uh, Mr. Powell. So um, we're very, very happy to have him. I mean, I'm telling you, because think about it. Martinez, down. Gavin, down. Here comes Lobio, here comes Tank, you know, ready to rock and roll. Uh, and did an excellent job for us. Not excellent. the first time we've seen a pal get under center no, uh, at the, no, no. you know, <laughs> off a whim. Just, Flashback. It was like, oh, I've, I've seen this story <laughs> I've before. I've seen this story before. <laughs> um, and did a, a fantastic job, utilized his legs, and that was really the first time this season we've gotten to see, like, his speed factor in the offense, and it really opened things up that – parted Kingsway's defense to two yeah. different sides and was like, oh, here we go, like open lane for me to run and, and use my athleticism. How much value do you think that adds, you know, to just see the athleticism on display that you guys know is there, we all in the booth know is there, right. but how much more does that make you guys want to get the ball to tank to utilize that athleticism? Um, this is this is the thing, you know, with, with um, some of our players, you know, a little banged up. Um, he knows that he's going to be the next guy up. Um, and he takes it on with no equivocations, just takes it in stride. Um, so we're looking, to, we're looking to see some real good things from Tank, um, possibly now in the quarterback position for a little bit until our guys, you know, get healed up and come back into the fray. Going into a bye week, you know, I, I loved Coach Hendricks' message at the end of the game too when you guys were huddled up and – this is one of those moments where, you know, that outside noise starts to trickle in and you hear things from your classmates and it's like, oh, you know, you suck. You guys are one in three. Like, you know, I thought you were supposed to be good. Like you hear all these negative things. And he said, you know, if that person was out there on the field, we wouldn't be in a situation where we have all these injuries. We're the biggest school in South Jersey and we still don't have, you know, enough manpower to go out there and field one person at every position. Right. How do you guys deal with that, especially going into a bye week where you want to flood out and filter out that, that noise from the outside and turn things into a positive and say, hey, first half of the season's over, we've got a pretty much a new season on the horizon. Uh, well, first and foremost, I, I really truly believe that the – kids of violin our student body um they're good kids overall they're really good kids um so again that white noise it's a small minority mm -hmm. okay um and our kids are are hard and they got thick skin so um you know we always comment to them that you know let that be outside noise and you guys know exactly what you need to do and you definitely know that it's in-house that we worry about all that outside noise there's no need to worry about it because again as Coach Hendricks put it, if that outside noise was actually inside noise and part of us, maybe we'd be doing a lot different things. Maybe. Who knows? You know? Um, so, again, we just tell them to block it out, worry about their books, and worry about the next opponent we got coming on our schedule. First, you know, quarter of the season here in the books, how do you guys as a staff evaluate, you know, the one and three start, just the way you guys have played from 
that first game against Oakcrest to where you were against Kingsway, a team that was in the state final last year, right. and going toe-to-toe with them for most of that game. How do you evaluate this first chunk of the season? Um, so far, what you know, what we've sat down and discussed is that we're in the hunt. I mean, we're still there. It's still half a season left. Um, we've improved since last year by way of numbers. If you look at it by way of numbers, we have improved um, tremendously by way of numbers, um, you know, meaning the scores, you know, aren't as lopsided. Score differential matters. Yes, yes it does. It really does because then you know that you're building off of that previous year. Um, so we know we are building. Um, and we just, again, we've, we've suffered some tough breaks on a couple of those games. Um, you know, if you, uh, if you go back in time, if you will, and, and maybe put a certain game in the forefront of things and then the other two behind it, who knows where we'd be. Maybe we're looking at three and one instead Mm -hmm. of one and three. Um, but again, no, uh, no excuses. We're looking at down the brow of one and three. Um, going into the second half of the season, and we're gonna we're gonna put together what we need to to make this second half, you know, um, muster up some wins for us. You know, it's it's always one of those fun things to debate about a bye week is when it falls on the schedule. How do you guys feel? You know, this bye week smack dab in the middle to have that. Right. I feel like it's perfect timing almost. But how do you guys feel about your bye week coming into to this week and being able to really? reflect on what's happened so far, learn from it, and then have a true full week of, like, install mental preparation and and learnability from this first half to go into the second half that kicks off against what I would dub as a new-age rival for Vineland High School's Washington Township, um, especially in football, but to prepare for that and have a full week to just get ready for that game. Um, so it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing having this by week smack dab in the middle of our season um guys are coming back off of injury this week um so it's really nice then we have guys that may have been a little banged up last game they'll have that extra week of of you know resting and and making sure that they tend to their injuries in their bodies um so we're really really happy to have it fall right smack dab in the middle of our season um hopefully uh what transpires from this is we get that extra preparation. We go into the week of Washington Township, I mean, totally zoned in, totally locked into what we need to do, which is start getting back on the winning track against Washington Township. Because there have definitely been seasons where the bye week has fallen, like two weeks left in the year. It's like, okay, we just played eight games in a row. We've got two (laughs) games left on the schedule plus a bye week. All right, I guess this is fine. I think this landing right here to kind of split the schedule in half is just perfect timing. It's per. It's I, like I said, we can't. I mean, the the football gods look down on us right at the right time. Um, so again, we're we're looking to get healthier, uh, and and we're looking to you know again come back with the game plan that that's needed to get this W against Washington Township. You know, not that we don't have top notch facilities at Vineland High School, but we were on the road this week, and I do have to commend Kingsway. Their facility was unbelievable that was mm-hmm. the first time i'd ever been there uh for any sporting event i was walking around i was like oh we got this sport going on this one going on. It, was, it was like disney world almost just like looking at everything going on at once and yeah. then rich and i were up uh towards the press box and we were overlooking and rich said i feel like ruben amaro jr at clearwater with the <laughs> phillies right now just watching everything happening right. uh so kudos to kingsway beautiful facility um mm-hmm. 
how was the road preparation in your guys' books now that it's said and done, you know, first road game uh, on the schedule is over? How do you feel like you guys prepared going for an away matchup, and how do you guys feel, you know, on the road you guys, uh, you know, just mentally prepared to, to feel that kind of shift in competitiveness that you're going to get because Kingsway put on a show too. You know, game was a little delayed to get right, started. They right. had the pomp and circumstance going. Kudos to them. Great student, you know, mm-hmm. section as well. Um, but how do you guys feel like you managed this first road game? I think we managed it pretty good. Um, the kids were, you know, they were in the moment. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't a distraction of sorts to, for the kids. Um, so, again, there is no excuses. We lost that game, period. Um, again, when you can't execute your X's and O's in football, it starts to look bleak, and it starts to look bleak pretty quick. So, um, again, we're just going to get, you know, get our hard hats on and, and prepare with the extra week we've got, take advantage of it, and, um, again, see what happens this upcoming uh, week against Washington Township. You know, we mentioned him earlier, but our Allen Associates player of the game this week was Israel Schwed. And Allen Associates, uh, proud sponsor of Guzman's Gridiron. And if you're looking for a reliable and experienced insurance agency that caters to all your needs, look no further than Allen Associates Insurance Services. With over six decades of experience under their belt, they specialize in health insurance, financial services, and accounting. And whether you're part of the public or private sector, they've got you covered. Their family-owned business currently helps upwards of 300 groups throughout New Jersey, providing them with the best insurance options available. You can also now easily learn more and access their services by visiting their brand-new website, which is linked in the description, both on audio and on YouTube. Uh, So join the family and let them help you secure your future. And you can also contact them today by calling 856-692-2250. That's 856-692-2250. Big thank you to Allen Associates for sponsoring the show and our player of the game, Israel Schwed. We mentioned him earlier. Mm -hmm. Gets that touchdown on an island by himself in the back of the end zone. I don't think I've seen a high school player that open in a long time. Uh, You know, we talked about it in the booth too, the way that he and Josh Cephas have kind of evolved from being these gadget type of players into legitimate offensive threats. Talk about the progression that Israel's had and for him to score that touchdown and knowing how hard he works, what was that like for you guys as a staff to see him get open and make a play like that? Uh, uh, Israel's a great kid. First and foremost, love that kid. Um, He works at his craft. Um, Student of the game, watches film, watches, you know, install. Um, He's a student in the game so much so. So we always ask our kids to communicate with us. Let us know what's going on on the field, you know. Sometimes the eye in the sky doesn't catch everything. Sometimes we don't. This young man comes over to us. Hey, coach, I got something to tell you. That number one, (laughs) that number one is, is not their strong point. So maybe if we go up top on that number one, Maybe, are you sure, Sweat? Yeah, Coach, I'm, I'm, I don't think he knows what he's doing out there. I said, well, Coach Hendricks, let him know. So we give him the headsets. He lets Coach Hendricks know. A few plays later, who was covering him? Number one. So he is a student of the game uh, through and through. He's evolved in that aspect where he actually knows that, wait, if I do watch film, I'm going to pick up these little, you know, crumbs if you will 
that can ultimately lead me into a good situation, which it did. You know, he saw that number one maybe wasn't as uh, polished as the other D-backs were. Called it. A few plays later, he's in the end zone. So he uh, he's definitely crafted himself into a little crafty wide receiver, if you will. To have that brain power out on the field for you guys, and I know Israel's not the only one who's no, out there doing no, that as well, but no. to have multiple players on this team who have that ability to kind of see that in-game as well, how valuable is that to you guys as a staff to really hone in on the guys that are out there and right. advance the coaching staff onto the field as well? Uh, again, that's, that's invaluable information. Um, we really, again, we really preach to the kids, if you see anything that – Maybe we can't catch. You've got to let us know. Be vocal. Um, and the kids are all doing that. Whether it's special teams, whether it's offense, whether it's defense, we get a lot of communication and feedback, you know, from the kids that ultimately helps us do our job better, okay? Um, because, you know, it doesn't matter what stage of evolution you're in. You can learn from a young person to an old person. You can learn. So we learn from them, uh, you know, on a daily basis, let alone on game day. And I think we've seen that, you know, offense, defense, and special teams this season where the communication has been there on the field and it gets back to the coaching staff and you guys have been able to make adjustments. Right. Who are some other guys that stand out to you that are able to make those on-the-fly adjustments, notice something out on the field is kind of an advantage for you guys, present that to you guys as a staff, and then you guys are able to kind of game plan around that and execute and, and take advantage of that knowledge that's out there? Uh, you know, a couple that come right off, you know, top of my head, you got – Gavin Gallo constantly giving us feedback. You got Terrell Powell constantly giving us feedback, whether it's offense or defense. Um, you know, our linebacker core with, you know, Mason. Uh, Jules hasn't gotten back yet, but he'll be back this week. Julius will be back this week. Um, but a lot of our players will come back and give us that extra feedback that we really, truly need. It can be something so simple as they're chip blocking to the next level, Coach. So I'm, I'm getting caught up in the wash. You know, one of our linebackers say that, okay, so we'll make the necessary adjustments up front maybe to free him up so that he can make that necessary play. Let's talk about Jules. You know, yeah. You bring him up. Yeah. Haven't been Mr. able to Wilson. talk about him just yet this season. His, his four-game uh, mm -hmm. hiatus has now come to an end. Officially over. Uh, talk about that. You know, to navigate when you have such a talented player just waiting. He's kind of just, you know, locked – Ready to go. Ready he's, to go. He's in his hyperbaric chamber, ready to just unleash himself like the Hulk. But right. you have to wait four weeks with the transfer rules yep. and everything uh, from when he transferred in. But right. now that he's ready to go, what's it been like, you know, to have him in practice these four weeks where he knows, you know, I can't be out there on game day, but I'm be there to support the team, Absolutely. be there to support the guys. What's he been like as a teammate, obviously, in those situations? And then how excited are you guys to finally unleash him in this second half of the season now that he's ready to rock and roll? Well, Julius uh, Wilson is, is a dynamic player. It's a shame that we haven't been able to utilize him, but the rules are the rules. Uh, so he's been out for four weeks now, and, um, you know, we're really anticipating his uh, return. Um, you're talking about a linebacker that's a smart linebacker, active, um, athletic, you know, just he's he's going to cause some headaches for people. And uh, we're just waiting for the day that he comes and touches that field, which will be, lo and behold. A good against, one. Yeah, lo and behold against the good old Washington Township. So 
We'll see what uh, takes place with him there. But we are very excited as a staff, and the kids are very excited to um, have him, you know, come to his first game. And obviously a, a talented linebacker group to add an athlete like Jules into that mix without yep. tipping your hand too much. What do you think he's going to add to this linebacker room that may be lacking there just based on his pure talent alone? And what is he going to, you know, kind of inject into this linebacker room that may be missing from it right now simply because right. he hasn't been able to be out on the field? I think what he brings to the table that, that you know, is going to really solidify that linebacker room is – his a his athleticism and b just his nose for the ball uh, he just he he makes some really really nice reads um especially when you know you're talking the run game he makes some really beautiful reads and then he's worked so much on his pass game that it's almost like it's a two-sided mirror it's the same it doesn't matter he's he's firing on all cylinders you're talking about a teammate that's Again, he's played zero games, but he's always at practice. He leads by example. He's always at practice, always supporting his uh, teammates, always being vocal when he needs to to help uh, clarify things for the younger linebackers in that room. Um, so I'm very proud of him, very proud of him, and the staff is just waiting and willing to, to see him on uh, come game day against Washington Township. On a scale of one to kid on Christmas, how excited is Coach Smith and how excited is Ryan Shelton <laughs> to have this ability for this new shiny toy midseason to kind of come into the fold and have their ability to just insert him into this defense? Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. Um, you know, both Shelton and, and Smith, they're just, you know, biting at the big to, you know, get him out in that field. Um you know, and, and with Coach Shelton, even more so just because of the fact that he's worked with him, you know, uh, in other capacities out of season um, with footwork, you know, with speed work, things of that nature. So it's going to be telling for both of them come Washington Township game, see, what, uh, see where Julius is. I can just see Coach Smith, I can see Shelton's heads on the parents from A Christmas Story. Right. And Jules is <laughs> – our guy, and it's like, go look in the corner. There's one more. There's one and, more. There's and Jules one more. is in the corner, yeah, and yeah, they yeah, pull yeah. out Jules. He's the Red Rider. Eyes are like this. <laughs> <laughs> and they are just ready. They're uh -huh. like, let's go. Let's bring this outside and, and have him ready to go. Yes. They are. They're excited, Kyle. They're very excited. Uh, again, uh, his teammates are very excited. And, and, of course, Julius is just, I mean, you, you, it's almost like he's just, is it, are we there yet, Coach? Uh, not yet, son. We're not there yet, but soon, soon. we got another whole week, so calm down, you know. I'm very excited to see him out on the field. Now, is he going to exclusively be playing linebacker? Do you have, you know, plans for him to also be on the offensive side of the ball? I know early on he was listed as a tight end for the right. team. Uh, what's kind of the plan for just his utilization for you guys? So, as far as utilization, um, he'll definitely be on the defensive side of the ball. But if Coach Hendricks needs him on the offensive side of the ball, you might be able to see him there as well. Uh, you know, you're talking about a kid that can absorb a playbook. So um, we're not worried. Wherever Coach Hendricks or Coach Smith have him, we're going to know one thing for sure. He's going to be ready come game day. It's going to be very exciting. We are going to take a quick break to have a word from our sponsor. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to talk more about the bye week. We're going to talk about Washington Township a little bit. And obviously, we've got our alumni corner to also dive into where another big performance from 
another Powell. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we'll be right back right here on Guzman's Gridiron, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia and the Red and Gray Gridiron Group. This episode of Guzman's Gridiron is brought to you proudly by Allen Associates. And if you're looking for a reliable and experienced insurance agency that caters to all your needs, look no further than Allen Associates Insurance Services. With over six decades of experience under their belts, they specialize in health insurance, financial services, and accounting. Whether you're part of the public or private sector, they've got you covered. Our family-owned business currently helps upwards of 300 groups throughout New Jersey, providing them with the best insurance options available. You can now easily learn more and access our services by visiting our brand new website, allenassos.com. That's A-L-L-E-N-A-S-S-O-C.com. Link is also in the description of this episode. So join the family and let us help you secure your future. Contact Allen Associates today by calling 856-692-2250. That's 856-692-2250. We want to thank Allen Associates for being a proud partner of Guzman's Gridiron, the official violent high school football coaches show on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Guzman's Gridiron. Big thank you to our sponsors. Uh, so, Coach, obviously, bye week is here. Yes. What's kind of the message from you guys as well to stay prepared, stay to your routines and everything during an off week? Well, it's uh, it's something that we've gone over. We want the kids to um, start hitting the weight room a little more, so we're going to implement a little more weight room action um, by way of this week because it is the bye. Um, and then we get extra time to install, uh, watch film, um, and critique. So, so it's all, it's all boating in our favor. Um, but again, you know, it just, it, it comes down to execution of the plays. So come that week of Washington Township, we're just going to see where, where everybody is mentally. Um, and that's another thing that we've made sure that we told the kids, you know, anything that that's outside noise if you will has to stay outside noise once you get here with the staff and, and your teammates it's all business that's it and it's all football business nothing else so um again excitement excitement kyle and then excitement. obviously you know full-blown school back in session now mm -hmm. fully underway to kind of keep that outside noise fully out and also during a bye week to keep your routine going not to stray from that path that you've built up from you know the summer months into these this early portion of the school year too to kind of just stay on schedule what kind of is the message there from you guys from the leaders on this team to be like yo we just got to stay like it is a game week yes absolutely everything is same as same as um you know it's still 245 to 6 practice it the practice is a little different in its dynamics, um, but the hours are set forth. It is what it is. Um, the kids know that. The staff know that. Um, so, again, as far as anything being um, different, I guess that would be the difference, that there's a different way of us going about the practice, per se. Um, reason being, we don't want to get hurt or injure anyone either by way of practicing, right? Um, out there uh, fully padded. So we've cut that down a little bit just to give their bodies a little more healing time. But we'll still be at it again tomorrow, full practice. Today we actually did a lot of film work. 
Um, so, but tomorrow we're right back at it, full pads. Um, so, again, we're we're pretty much within that time frame, two forty-five to six. And obviously, coming out of the bye, it'll be Washington Township. You guys will be back home. How nice is that to know you went on the road for a quick little business trip, but you get to come back home for some home cooking once this bye week is over. Uh, the kids are amped. They are they're ready to go. It's uh, it's a matter of they know that our backs are against the wall. The kids know that. Um, we know that as a staff. So we're going to make whatever necessary adjustments we have to our, our end as far as the staff's concerned. And the kids are going to make the necessary adjustments on their end. And uh, best believe we will come out firing come uh, Washington Township Week. This team certainly feels like there's been a different energy around it than teams in the past that we've had just from dynamics-wise, just like connectivity-wise. How much of a benefit do you think? And obviously you don't want to always have to benefit from having a chip on your shoulder, but how much of having a chip on your shoulder, being one in three, is that motivation for this particular team to know that, you know, like you said, backs against the wall a little bit. We got to show out and perform mm -hmm. better than we have so far. How much does that chip on the shoulder kind of aid in the motivation during a bye week, letting that kind of, you know, fester into you mm -hmm. and, and really motivate you going up against, like we mentioned earlier, kind of what we feel is a new age rival for Violent High School football in Washington Township. Uh, that I'll tell you what, that chip is definitely going to be nesting and resting until uh, kickoff for uh, Washington Township. Um, again, the kids are, they're, they're just not, um, the word is satisfied, right? They're not satisfied with how things are going. Um, we as a staff are not satisfied with how things are going. So ultimately we're putting everything together, full tilt, making every correction that we need to, um, letting the kids understand that, you know, this is, this is midway season. This is the midway point. So we've got to do our due diligence if we want to be considered part of the hunt of this playoff race um, in which we can easily be in the hunt. But, again, X's and O's, execution. We've got to execute mistake-free, mistake-free football. And we'll obviously talk next week more about the game itself. But, it, you know, we brought it up a couple times now, and it feels like Washington Township is one of those teams that just shows up on the schedule every year now for the past few years, you know. Yes. There's been a rotation of teams that have come in, and some have left, some have stayed. Washington Township feels like one of those mainstay fixtures on the Vineland High School football schedule that has really aided in a new, fun rivalry that I think when I was in high school didn't really exist 10 years ago where Washington Township was a rival for any sports team per se, which is funny because, you know, we're pretty close in proximity. Right. How fun is it to kind of be part of a new era rivalry for Vineland High School, obviously you have your county rivals with Millville, with right. Bridgeton, Cumberland Regional, all exist. But to have a new in-state rivalry, a new in-South Jersey rivalry that has kind of bred itself over the past half decade or so where you guys have gone there and won, they've come here and won. Right. It's, it's been back and forth for a lot of years with this, you know, matchup between Washington Township. How fun has that dynamic been to kind of see a new rivalry rise up from the ashes? Um, I'll tell you what. It's 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 fun. It's fun because you have your typical rivalries, which you mentioned, but now it's like this is this is a dark horse. You know, it's like all right, we're, uh, I guess we uh, ruffled some feathers, if you will, or <laughs> they ruffled our feathers. But uh, we um, we take it on head on. It's it's our kids are are resilient. 
are, you know, our kids aren't giving up. They're going to give you everything they have. And, uh, you know, we, we take it with, with grace, you know, all right. So this kid, these, this team wants to be uh, another formidable foe. Well, we're here to answer the call. So the kids are ready. We're ready. And, um, Let's see what Washington Township has come game day. And I think that adds into playing, you know, traditionally it was the Cape Atlantic League. You had your teams that you'd play every single year. West Jersey Football League happens. You get that mix every two, three years, new teams coming in and everything. I think that helps kind of breed a new rivalry culture across the board where, you know, back in the day it was Atlantic City was kind of a rival. Mainland was kind of a rival. And then – those kind of filter out and you get the new, new ones, ones in, you know, Egg Harbor Township has kind of built itself up to be a big time yeah. new era rival as well that kind of held over from the old Cape Atlantic League as well. Uh, but it, it really has been fun to kind of see the Washington Townships now Kingsway kind of in the mix too, where mm-hmm. they've been on the schedule the past couple of years and seeing these new rivalries pop up that also go hand in hand where you still have your classic rivalries. And that kind of is what makes sports so fun. Absolutely. Um, See, without that other side of the uh, of the ball, if you will, like it wouldn't be as as in my opinion as fun and dynamic, right? It was just all right. We have our normal rivals. No, you you got to muster up some new new uh, new rivalries, right? You got to muster up some new foes to battle, if you will. So um, I'm I'm all for it. I love it. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's giving exposure to the kids of South Jersey. So you know, again. It's, it's rivalries that we, hand-in-hand, hand, we, we welcome. And I'm sure they welcome it too, you know. And it's like, you know, you look at the NFL. It's like your your county rivals are almost like your division. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and the Commanders, and that's kind of Vineland, Millville, Bridgeton, and Cumberland Regional. Right. Now it's kind of like, you know, the Eagles have a little something, something going on with the Vikings. Yes. That's kind of a little something, something, Vineland, Washington Township, Township. going on. Yeah. And that's fun to kind of just see that curate. Even though it's new, right. you feel that tension. You feel that, oh, yeah. you know, animosity towards one another when you're on the field, and it's one of those things that – when you watch it curate naturally, that's what makes it very fun. You know, you don't want something to be fabricated no, and, and kind no. of scripted. When you see a rivalry just naturally form from one team going into, you know, an opponent's house and winning, and then the next year that team gets revenge and, and having those natural storylines unfold, I think that's what makes it fun, and that's really been the case with Vineland and Washington Township over the last five or six years. Absolutely. It's been a, it's been a organic rivalry, um, and, you know – it got mustered up. I want to say it got mustered up when we went over there and, and beat them in a, in a game they thought they were going to beat us. It, it was their homecoming. Nice and little all 15-14 this. win, if yeah, I remember correctly. Yeah, so it was a heartbreak. Shout out to Levi. <laughs> yeah, it was a, we left them with a nice heartbreak there. There was a lot of um, chitter-chatter and talk, uh, you know, the – the fans, uh, I was thinking that we were going to need an escort leaving there, you know. Uh, it was it, the tension could get cut with a knife. But um, ultimately, you know, I, I think that's when, when it all really started. And I'm glad that it did because it's it's built up in such a way where it's – these are the games you have fun in. These are the games that you remember. Kids will remember these games forever. Why? Because it's got so much back end to it that kids are like, wait a minute, yeah, I remember what happened back then. Okay. Time to put on the hard hat and play. And so. it is one of those things, too, that's fun that it happens in the season. Because, obviously, Vineland-Millville is the rivalry, but right. that's at the end of the year. You know, that's the yep. last game, leave it all out there. To have these rivalry matchups in season, in season. is mm-hmm. so much fun. Because then you get, you know, 
that team's best full-on shot. Not that Millville's not giving you their best shot, mm-hmm. not that we're not giving them theirs, but it's kind of a different type of game because it is that final one. That's, so there's yeah. even more on the table. There's history behind that, oh, yeah. you know, a century and a half worth of history. <laughs> but with, you know, a Washington Township and Ag Harbor Township and, and some of these new era rivals to have those in season, I think helps you, you know, get up on game day a little bit, you know, pep in your step, a little right. more gumption to go in there and be like, we're, we're going to go in there and, like, have that confidence boost going into game day. And, and it also puts them into perspective the Millville rivalry, right? It's almost like a, like a prelim to that. Um, it's the undercard. Yeah, it is. It, it truly is. Um, and, and, again, we just – we go ahead and our kids are ready. They're just they, – they know, they know what's at stake. Um, they know that no team's going to go ahead and – go belly up on us and just let us win. Um, so, again, with these rivalries that you mentioned during the season before the main shebang, which is against Millville, um, it just gets our kids in that moment and it, it helps them prepare for that final countdown, if you will. And to kind of have that fresh taste, kind of, of a new rivalry during the season – whether it is, you know, you see Kingsway and, you know, they had their, their turnover wrestling belt, which right. at the high school level, I think that's kind of fun. You right, know, you right. see that and it, it pisses you off if you're the opponent because it's like, right. oh, they're celebrating on our downfall. But to see that kind of come into play too and, and know that those fun things that can trickle down from the college level to the high school level right. are there. And it's like, I want to have us get to that point so that way we're going back and forth, you know, a right. turnover chain, a turnover prop, something like right. that. And to have, you know, the the back end buildup of this Washington Township rivalry, EHT, and some of these other teams that have been on the schedule now for the past couple of years. Right. What is that like just, you know, preparation and just anticipation-wise from a coaching staff perspective to see these rivalries build up, to see, you know, where it all started and where it is now from a coaching aspect. So from a coaching aspect, I would say that it's pretty neat for us and that we kind of like try to figure things out like sleuths, right? We're over there in the room, you know, the war room. We're like, wait a minute. So when did this all start with Lenape or when did this all start with, you know, Washington Township or this? Williamstown. Yeah, well, I mean, when did... then you go back and we look at film, we're like, ah, oh, this is it. This, this was it. This was the one that started it. Um, you know, it, you bring up Williamstown. That's an, a per, another perfect example. The, that kid, Aaron Lewis, that now is teammates with one of our kids, Tyreen Powell over in Rutgers, used to give us nightmares at night, you know. Uh, and definitely his, his junior year um, was the year that everything started with that team. Um it's it's unbelievable these these rivalries as you will you know you talk about they just come up they organically come up though it wasn't nothing again as you said nothing was you know pre-planned or anything like that it's just it happens it and happens that, on the field yeah like, it's just and then and then again for us coaches we're going back and we're watching film like there you know we actually see the plays that kind of like started that that fight if you will you know it's like wait a minute okay yeah there it is right there. How so fun is that neat. to reminisce on, too, when you guys are doing film study, especially during a bye week, when you have this extra week of preparation to 
kind of reminisce on some of the the build up to these matchups. Um, it, it's it's pretty neat because again we see this old film. We might come across you know Tyreen Powell. We might come across Isaiah Pacheco and Pop. So it's like, oh man. And now look how our guys. Are. So it brings up all these different feelings. You know, wow, like he came a long way. You know, this kid came a long way. Now he's in the league, or this kid, he's about to be in the league. You know. Um, Got another so, one of those coming out. I don't know yeah. if you saw uh, Leary now at Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. He's South Jersey kid. South Jersey kids. Like, again, I've, I've said it before to you. South Jersey has a talent pool like no other. Uh, I know, again, the emphasis is on North Jersey and those big prep schools. Um, but we have a ton of talent down here. A ton of talent. And they wind up going to the league, too. So, I don't know. I mean, it. And it, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, Jersey, not Texas, not Florida, not Cali, is the highest recruited state for NFL players. It's Jersey. It's not these big – Texas, at, it's it's religion down there. Right. It's – lights are It's off. bigger than Forget NFL. It. Forget it. I mean, if people are off of work. They close down the stores. It's a religion down there. You would think Texas or you would think Florida – Good old Jersey, man. We get the most NFL players into the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. You could probably Google that. And just look <laughs> at the players playing in the NFL right now. Yeah. From Vineland, obviously with Pop. You got Marquise Bell playing for the Cowboys from Bridgeton. Mm-hmm. Corey Clement is still in the league with the Arizona Cardinals. He's from Glassboro. Bo Melton is on the Packers practice squad. Mm-hmm. He's Cedar Creek. The list goes on and on. Plus, we've got a slew of collegiate players like Tyreem, like Devin Leary, that are going to get drafted because of 100%. the talent that they have. 100%. And, uh, again, kudos to these you know, young men that you know, put the work in daily um, to hone their craft. You know? So, uh, again, watch out for South Jersey because we got a lot of talent in this, the, you know, this part of Jersey. It's 100%. not just North Jersey. Uh, you know, what's a bye week like for you? First bye week as a head coach. What's it been like for you knowing that – there is no game this week. There's nothing to truly get up for. Is there anything that you're looking forward to with the off week? Are there any games that you plan on going and watching potentially just to kind of take in that game day perspective as a quote-unquote fan, but, you know, going out and watching some of the, the local talent as well? Uh, so, you know, I'll go ahead and, and and I sit back sometimes. I'm like, wow, all right. Bye week. You're almost like anxious because I, you know, you. What do I do with my yeah, hands? Like, what, like Ricky what I, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. What do I do? What do I do? But uh, no, I mean, I, I just try to, I, I try to stay even keel myself, and 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 I understand that our kids need off too. You know what I mean? They need, they need time to recoup. You know, um, and as well as our staff. You know what I mean? They need time to recoup mentally as well. It's, it's, it's a lot. People think it's, oh yeah, but you're just coaching. It's it's way more than coaching. It's way more than coaching. I mean, you know, you're you're a coach, you're a mentor. You know, you 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 help these kids beyond just football. That's if you're really about mm-hmm. coaching, right? You help them beyond football. So um, for me, it's just making sure that I I stay right in the pocket, just even keel. Um, make sure that I don't lose my edge, right? I have to keep that edge as well. Um, and I also got to make sure that my kids and my staff are getting the necessary rest mentally and physically that they need to. Um, it's a long season. So 
and taking advantage of this middle of the of the pack, um, you know, bye week, we're going to take full advantage of that. I'm going to make sure that my kids get the time, like I said, that they need off um, as well as staff. And then come game week, we're right back at it 150 percent. Obviously, you know, we'll talk more about the game once it's on the horizon, but let's talk about some guys that did play this week. Some right. of the alumni or alumni corner, uh, Tyreen Powell, once again, I mean, we can't keep his name out of our mouths. I think he had 11 tackles against Seoul Virginia Tech. Like yeah. we said, keep an eye out. <laughs> He's going to have himself a game, and that's what he and did. that's what he did. I mean, led the team in tackles by a wide margin, was all over the field. Sideline to sideline, Kyle. That kid is special, man. Whatever team picks Tyreen Powell up has got Howie Roseman, I'm begging you. <laughs> I'm begging you. The Eagles need a linebacker. Why not go right in the backyard? Now, listen, Kyle, <laughs> I love you. But, I, but I'm going to put it out there on, on live, live uh, YouTube. I'm a Niners fan. We got we got a bunch of linebackers. But I, Tyreen, please, don't worry about it. San Fran, baby. I'll play it. No, so listen, again, whoever gets their hands on that, man, as far as what they're getting, they're getting a quality person beyond football, a quality person. Um, this is somebody that, again – you know, gives you everything he has on the field, off the field, books, solid. Yeah. As a person, solid. Uh, so whatever organization takes, you know, a chance on Tyreen Powell, they're going to be more than happy, I promise you. Because the football thing is going to be the easy part. What they get beyond the football thing, they're going to be like this. I want to take you home, son. You're, you're Let's also, go. Come on, come on. Just come with you're me. You're also going to draft a kid who had the swagger, confidence, and just like pure, uh, you know, I don't care energy to wear number 22 as a quarterback Yeah. in high school. Yeah. <laughs> he went Doug Flutie and wore 22 as a quarterback. Yeah. yeah Talk I mean, about swagger. Again, and it's quiet swagger because mm -hmm. he doesn't – he's not that guy. He's not the guy that, uh, you know, has that chip and shows it. It's just a quiet stature, and once he unleashes his, his game, it's like, he did what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had 11 tackles. Just another day at the office. I mean, he's special, man. And like I said, I know for a fact he will be in the league. I know for a fact he will be in the league, not because I know him personally. You know, even if I didn't know mm -hmm. him, this kid is special. And you see it every single game day. Every, and, again, we called it. I knew he was going to have a little extra for VTech. I knew it. And there it goes. Um, I, think, I think that award is probably going to be in the bag. Hopefully, maybe we can have it there. sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope, Tyreem. I wish you nothing but the best, buddy. Get, uh, that, get, get your accolades, man. Another player who's very special and has a trophy in his trophy case. Chiefs off to uh, another win in the column for Isaiah Pacheco. They get their first win of the season against a very highly touted, very, uh, you know, preseason awarded Jacksonville Jaguars team, and mm -hmm. they win 17-9. to um, I wonder if, you know, Isaiah Pacheco can talk to Travis Kelsey. Maybe we get Taylor Swift on the podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> They've got that. everything going yeah, around that got, team. Listen, you want to talk about a, a swagger of a team? Ooh, that team. <laughs> um, you know, they they don't be surprised if they start making those price commercials. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's unbelievable that <laughs> that team has all types of gumption. But yeah, uh, Pop. I mean, special. Period. I, I, I mean. To get 12 carries and what do you have, 81, 82 yards rushing? Like yeah. And still being used on a limited basis. He's still not unleashed yet. Which Andy is crazy. Reed, yeah. Andy Reid hasn't unleashed the new toy, so to speak, which is not a new toy, but the toy he knows he has. He hasn't unleashed it yet. When that toy is totally unleashed, watch out, NFL. Watch. I mean, I know you see how his – I still have yet to see a running back go from zero to 60 within five yards as fast as – and not because, you know, he was a former player, he's family, none of that. Watch him. Zero to 60 here, now. There, I mean, it's unreal, you know. And then the awareness, the ability to see what's not coming yet. Like there's some plays where I have to rewind and be like, how did he see he, – he was looking this way. He's – all right. It's a get. I'm telling you, you want to talk about another person that hasn't scratched the surface, Mr. Isaiah Pacheco. It's weird for me because I know him, and you know, you (laughs) see all of the the players that get mic'd up. Right. Pop was mic'd up this past week. (laughs) How fun is it to kind of see those clips surface, just knowing him and. Knowing that's just Isaiah Pacheco, but now the world is getting a glimpse into him being mic'd up and around his teammates and whatever funny soundbite happens to come out of his mouth or a teammate's mouth is getting picked up by him. And I feel like the mic'd up, um, you know, trend was made for Isaiah Pacheco. I agree. Um, And this is nothing scripted. This is him. Every single day. The, The one word, energy. Energy, all capitals. This kid has energy. The minute he wakes up, boom, eyes are wide. He's I don't think he sleeps. Honestly, I'm telling you, he's, well, Andy Reid put it best, right? Wish I could bottle some of that energy up. And, <laughs> like, this kid has, some, you know, not only he's not being fake by any means with this mic'd up thing. That's that's mm-hmm. that's Isaiah. That's if there was him. no mic there, he's saying it's the same, same stuff. Thing. It's there's nothing script. I mean, that's him. Um, and 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 he's giving, he gives so much more than just okay. He's a running back. He knows how to play the position well. Let's put him back there. He's a leader and as a rookie, man, as a seventh a rookie, round rookie. Yeah, seventh round, right? You want to throw that in there? Like he was a leader in that locker room. People were gravitating towards a rookie. You know, the, he was one. Let me tell you something. He went to the ESPYS. They asked the rookie. A rookie to go to the – where do you see that? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that at all. Unless I'm blind, I haven't seen it. Um, just <laughs> that that kid or that young man, rather, is something special. And that if factor, he's had it since he was a young, young kid, you know. Um, but now he gets to display it. And with that, what was nice about the mic'd up is – I see him for people, not Mm -hmm. us, not us, but people now are seeing him. Oh, wow, this guy's like this, huh? Yeah, he's really like that. Mm -hmm. That's him. There's nothing different. That's pop. So, And, uh, you know, 
one other former Violent High School football player that we always talk about here. And Absolutely. don't worry, we see all of the other players playing at the collegiate level. There is just a full-on like Jafar and Aladdin rolling out the scroll <laughs> list of you. Absolutely. Uh, so obviously, if we're missing out on players at college. Send us the list. Yes. Yeah, we're trying to gather as much as we can. Absolutely. I know I saw Otis Harold playing for Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, yes. Very happy to see him back on track mm-hmm. and, and playing football again for FDU. Yep. Um, but Jamil Demby released music this yes, past week. Uh, and shout out to Drake for delaying his album release so that Jamil's music wouldn't get uh, <laughs> under the, the radar right, because right. Drake pushed his music back to October now because right. he just has pushed it back the last like four months. But Jamil released two singles uh, that you can get Apple, Spotify. Absolutely. Um, they Please are support. bangers. We will uh, ask Jamil if we can feature them on the podcast, Please. which I'm sure he Please. will. Um, but, you know, we talked about that early on when we saw Jamil was in, in the studio making music now in his offseason yep. from the XFL. Um, you know, and he, he posted a video too, where, you know, everyone talks about rappers want to be athletes, athletes want to be rappers, but he's viewing it as two kind of different ventures to see the talents and just the range that Jamil has to where he's able to go in, produce, write, and, and put out two singles in the music world while also having this athletic ability. How cool is that for you guys? Um, again, you're talking about another gentleman, love him to death. He's always been talented outside of football, um, as well as Isaiah and Tyrell. Mm-hmm. They have their own respective talents outside of football as well. Um, but Jamil's always been that guy that has different eggs in different baskets. Um, so, again, he works at his craft, whether it's the you know football, whether it's music, um, whether it's just being with his lady and, and being a, a, family, a family man at home. Um, he's always working to be better. You know, he's just he, he's that type of guy. Um, and, and so, again, you know, you're looking at this man has his own. What is it? He's his own label, if I'm not. Uh, I think he's under. Or is he under something? Uh, it's from Next Generation Records. OK, OK. So I, I know he had his own label as well. I know he's been in a studio in Florida, Florida. and he was yeah. just back in there yesterday, which is very funny. I'm not going to tell the story. Jamil has told the story to me. Uh, when he was with the Rams, there was a certain former L.A. Ram that said, when are you going to get in the studio? Well, he's, he's in the there. studio. He's there. He's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can now stream Jamil's uh, two songs, Hope and Back to the Basics, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your music, except for SoundCloud. I know he made that a – uh, a point to say it's everywhere but SoundCloud. But SoundCloud. Um, so he's not a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> okay, there you go. No worries. Um, but you can get an Apple, Spotify, or all the major music streaming services. Um, so shout out to Jamil. Absolutely. And, uh, shout out Love to you, Pop Jamil. and Tyreem and everybody else. But that's going to do it for this edition of Guzman's Gridiron presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia live from the Double Eagle Saloon and Deck Bar. Big thank you to Robbie Bono for having us out here every single week. We'll be back next week to talk about everything that went on during the bye and getting you ready for Washington Township. But for Coach Guzman, I'm Kyle Bennett. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel so you can watch the show if you can't make it out every single Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time exclusively on our YouTube channel. Uh, But we will see you guys live from the Double Eagle next Monday talking all things Washington Township. I woke up saying it's about time.